it's Jack McVeigh. The trigger on all three with a clock in the background. Tasmania have marched into Cairns and then marching out with an overtime win. It was a thrilling doubleheader last night in the NBL. The Jack Jumpers and the Wildcats walking away victors, leaving the top six race wide open about a third of a way into the uh, 22-23 season. As always, though, the NBL's growth and exp- exposure continues to grow with headlines on and off the court. So I thought it'd be a good chance to check in with the man pulling the strings. NBL CEO David Stevenson is with us on Summer Grandstand today ahead of uh, the games this afternoon. Uh, David, you're welcome. Uh, welcome to Summer Grandstand. Thanks, Aaron. It's a pleasure to spend time with you and appreciate your support. Uh, seven months into the role, how have you found your first season? I've absolutely loved it. It's uh, It's been hectic uh, and so much fun. Um, it's such a fantastic sport to be around and we've got some fantastic momentum um, for all of our metrics are, are growing significantly. So it's been uh, a lot of work, but uh, great people to spend time with. What were your major goals when you took on the role to try and grow the game here in Australia and the league? Yeah, a couple of things. We wanted to firstly is um, double down on our domestic growth and, and our broadcast numbers are up over 30%. Our attendances are up 16%. Our digital engagement's up over 50%. So firstly, to make sure that we get uh, that, that momentum still building on our on our domestic front. And then secondarily, looking at some of those bigger growth opportunities, whether they be... Uh, overseas, we've got every game on ESPN this year for the first time, uh, where that might be new teams um, as we're looking at expansion and and also new initiatives, a bit like when we brought out Scotty Pippen uh, for the start of the season. So just trying to do both of those priorities in, in unison. I guess all of those decisions are drawing more eyes on the product and it's great to have so many international stars in the competition these days, especially the next star possibilities and, and the attention they get through the NBA draft. But uh, I guess internationally, are you looking at expanding in the future possibly to grow the league into other countries? Yeah, absolutely. You, you mentioned the next stars. I mean, it's been a phenomenal success. We've got eight next stars uh, this year from all over Europe, US and, and Australia. And the fact even Alex Saar, out of Perth, got named this week as a, a likely number one draft pick, uh, which is amazing. Um, so that's building a lot of momentum for us overseas. But yes, definitely expansion, both domestically uh, as we grow beyond 10 teams, but also that idea of being able to have teams overseas, particularly around Asia, um, is really appealing. So we're doing a, a diligence on that now. So we'll get stuck into the specifics in a moment in terms of expansion, but what's the timeline looking like for you? Are you hoping to get it done in the next couple of years? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we, we won't have any new teams uh, for, for next coming season, or, or it's unlikely at this stage. Um, but I think that following season afterwards, we're, we're in great conversations with a number of different cities. Uh, and we think that that's a, a good way to expand out from 10 teams and really capitalise on the momentum we've got currently. The two frontrunners at the moment look to be Canberra, who's pretty desperate to throw their hat in the ring, and, and you're at Darwin this week actually looking at some sites. Um, I guess what's the latest on those two? Are they, are they at the forefront of your decision-making? Yeah, look, Darwin has uh, um, shown a great interest and willingness uh, to look at an NBL team. They've got an NBL1 team there called the Salties, who have been a fantastic success. So I spent a bit of time there with the Chief Minister, and uh, the Northern Territory Major Events Company, and they're all um, very, very interested, and, and we see a lot of benefit there. Um, in Canberra, we're having some conversations, um, but we've still got a, a lot of work to do there on the venue. But the others I'd talk about is Gold Coast is another one that we're, we're very interested in. 
particularly given the success of the Blitz this year, which sold twice as many tickets as, as any other Blitz. Um, there's a good, uh, good initial venue there. Um, so that's another one in consideration. And then at, at some point down the track, as we look out at another team in, in Sydney, um, given the, the strength of the Kings, um, we, we think a local rivalry there would be, be pretty strong. So um, you put those together with, uh, with some Asia options and there's, there's definitely a good handful of choices to work through. Exciting to have so many prospects available to you, David. Uh, the NBL CEO, David Stevenson, my guest on Summer Grandstand today. Aaron Bryan's with you uh, across the afternoon. Uh, David, there is clearly a hunger for Australian basketball, considering all the options you just spoke about there and the fact that there are so many fans packing out venues around the country. I mean, here in Adelaide, the 36ers are, are regularly you know, getting close to sellouts in the entertainment centre. We've heard the Bullets actually had to cap their memberships this year. So the Jack Jumpers as well, they've got a pretty big wait list. Have you begun brainstorming solutions, I guess, to increase access for your fans? Yeah, we, we have. Thanks, Aaron. We're over 80% capacity uh, in our venues this year. And uh, as you talk about, you know, Tassie, Brisbane, uh, South East Melbourne, Melbourne United, Wildcats, Adelaide 36ers have all had sellouts this year. So... Um, clearly, building new infrastructure takes a little bit of time. Uh, so those conversations are all going on with government. Some of our venues, like a Kudos Bank Arena in in Sydney at 18,000, we, we don't need any more capacity there, but some of those smaller ones we do. And, and what we're finding is, is the government are very responsive to that because they're seeing the growth of basketball from a participation point of view, but also all of our metrics with uh, broadcast and, and attendance. So... Uh, they're keen. It's just making sure that we're uh, we're working in a very strategic way with uh, with government. And the state of your current clubs, David, there's been some rumblings about the financials of some of your teams in the media this week. What's your response to those reports? Yeah, I guess there's always speculation uh, around our, our clubs. Um, given it's a, largely a private ownership model um, and many of our owners have multiple uh, interests in, in other industries as well. But um, based on the success that, that we're seeing in the league, uh, we don't have any concerns with any of those clubs. So we're, we're feeling very confident that uh, it will continue to go from strength to strength. What measures are in place if you do need to assist clubs in the future that maybe find themselves in financial trouble? Yeah, look, we, we always uh, support our clubs. Um, I think since Larry uh, bought the league, we wanted to make a commitment that uh, we, we wanted to stop those clubs falling over as they were doing previously. And so we offer a range of support from um, services to financial support. Um, but at the moment, again, we, we haven't seen strong need for that across our clubs because they're all, are all in pretty good shape. NBL CEO David Stevenson, my guest on Summer Grandstand today. Uh, David, on the court where it's looking pretty promising this year in terms of the candidates, um, the, the top six race is wide open at the moment. Who's your standout so far as a contender? It's a great question. I mean, there's a few. Obviously, Melbourne United have started pretty strong. Uh, the game today uh, against the Kings sees that top of the table clash. Um, so that, that's been impressive. You know, Perth had a pretty slow start, but they've come home uh, with, with a wet sail. So I think um, when you look through Melbourne, Sydney, South East Melbourne, Perth, and, and, and then I still wouldn't uh, count out the Jack Jumpers. I think uh, they've got a brilliant coach and and that home court advantage they have. So I think there's 
there's a good five or six teams that are in, in the mix this year. You mentioned Melbourne United off the top there. Last week, their coach, Dean Vickerman, spoke out about a coach's challenge that cost them a chance at beating Perth. It essentially was a pushing foul that was awarded to Deliver Dover. It was then reversed, but the correct decision of a hands foul was unable to be awarded just due to a technicality. Uh, are you looking at changing how the coach's challenge works for this season, if not next season? Yeah, we're, we're currently... Uh, we've got that under review. I think what we're... Um, conscious of is we want to take ownership of, of that was a mistake um, and as a league we want to make sure we we take that full accountability for that but uh, we're always in touch with our coaches and and all of our clubs to make sure we can listen to their feedback uh, and that was important as we developed up the coaches challenge rule uh, the coaches were certainly pushing for the direction that we made uh, now that we've had that incident we'll, we'll, we're looking at that and see whether or not we, we make a change and David, we're getting ever closer to December. This year, we're going to have two games on Christmas Day after the success of last year's event. Uh, what lead to that increase? And is there scope to increase it even more in the future? Yeah, I think there's two things that, that led to that that growth. I mean, one has been the success uh, of the games we've had so far in Sydney and, and a recognition that you know, lots of people um, are looking for entertainment activities on, on Christmas Day. And we've seen that great success uh, in the NBA on, on Christmas Day. Uh, and then I think secondarily, just the, the fans have, have demanded it, uh, that they wanted to see games, whether or not they can go along or whether they watch on, on TV. Uh, but people are looking for a great uh, entertainment activity to spend uh, time with their family at the end of that day. And so uh, the success so far is said, hey, let's, let's move to two and, and who knows where we'll be in the future. David, thanks for your time this afternoon. Hopefully the games today are, are rippers for you. Great. Thanks so much for your support, Aaron. Look forward to catching up soon.